This is Levi Cooper coming to you from Pardes in Yerushalayim. In the first chapter of this series, my dear friends, we saw that the sages taught us that the mitzvah of Pidyon Shvuyim, securing the release of hostages, is considered a mitzvah rabbah, a great mitzvah. In the second chapter, we saw that despite the fact that it is a great mitzvah to secure the release of hostages, nevertheless, the sages of the Mishnah taught us, She'en podinet yoter al mehem. We do not pay exorbitant prices in order to secure their release. And the Talmud discusses why, what is the reason for that rule? And the Talmud offers, offers two approaches. A first approach in order to avoid placing a burden on the community who will have to pay such exorbitant sums. And a second reason brought in the Talmud is that we do not want to create an incentive to those who would take Jews as captives. And therefore, we don't want to show the world that we are willing to pay exorbitant sums to release our people. We also saw that the sages recognize an exception to this rule. A Talmid Chacham, someone who is singular in his or her knowledge, we were willing to pay more than that person is worth. And we saw that that would even apply to someone who has a promising future, such a person, we would also be willing to pay above market price. Are there any other exceptions where we would pay exorbitant amounts despite the rule in the Mishnah? So, Tosfot on the Gemara adds another case where we would pay an exorbitant ransom. And Tosfot tells us that we pay exorbitant ransoms where there is a case of sakanat nefashot, when the captives are in danger of losing their lives. Then we pay whatever has been asked. Now, this opinion of the Tosfot is not brought in the Shulchan Aruch. Rav Yosef Karo d- did not quote it, nor did the Ramah, and therefore it would seem that it was not accepted as part of, of Jewish law. But one of the early commentators on Rav Yosef Karo's Shulchan Aruch, Rav Yaakov Kastro, who was a rabbi in Cairo, and he was the rabbi of the Mustarbim, the Jews who spoke Arabic, as opposed to those who had uh, been kicked out of Spain and spoke Ladino. And Rav Yaakov Castro even visited Rav Yosef Karo in his home in Tzvat. And later he wrote what is perhaps the earliest annotations on the Shulchan Aruch called Erech Lechem. And in a brief annotation, Rav Yaakov Castro notes that we also redeem captives when there's a case of Sakanat Nefashot as per the opinion of the Tosfot. 
Now, it's possible, my friends, that Rav Yaakov Castro thought, took this approach from his teacher. Rav Yaakov Castro was a student of the Radbaz, Rav David Ibn Zimra, who was born in Spain in the year 1479. And at the age of 13, with his family, he was kicked out of Spain. The family wandered to Fez in Morocco. From there, they moved to Tzfat and Yerushalayim. And in the year 1513, the Radbaz moved to Egypt, where he served for 40 years as the rabbi of the Jewish community in Cairo. And then in his final years, he moved back to Yerushalayim and then to Tzvat. And the Radbaz in a responsum records a fascinating question that he was asked. The Radbaz was asked, when we say that we do not redeem captives for more than their worth, how do we evaluate what the worth of a captive is? And the Radbaz offers two approaches. The first approach is we look at the slave market and see how much a person is worth. Or perhaps we look at the price of redeeming non-Jewish captives as the going rate. Which of those two yardsticks are used? And the Radbaz points out before he answers the question that the Jewish people have the custom of paying as much as they are asked in order to redeem captives. The Radbaz says that that on the market, an old person or a young person is not worth more than 10 dinar. And yet, Jews are willing to release, pay for the release of captives 10 times that amount, 100 or more dinar. So the Radbaz was really uh, confounded by this situation. And he sought to try to understand what the logic was. And he offers various explanations. But at one stage he says, Leave them be. Leave the Jews as they are. They, meaning we, my dear friends, we are people who are filled with kindness, who are the children of people who are filled with kindness. And as such... We look at the, uh, co- the cost of redeeming captives as a secondary uh, consideration and we are quick to redeem those who have been taken hostage, even at exorbitant prices. Now, the Radbaz was concerned about this situation and he says this may create a situation where those people who are taking the hostages will seek out Jews. And therefore the Radbaz says he reckons that we shouldn't really pay more than the going rate for ransoming captives. And yet, says the Radbaz, ma'asim b'chol yom. It is a daily occurrence that people pay, overpay in order to secure the release of captives. And the Radbaz can't help but praise this concept, this conduct, 
and he looks for ways to explain it. For example, he says, well, if there's a whole group that we are redeeming, perhaps one of them will be, is a Talmud Chacham, is a very wise person, or will become such a wise person. And one gets the sense when reading the responsum of the Radbaz that he wasn't so convinced himself. And yet, that was the situation in Egypt. People, Jews, were redeeming their brothers and sisters at exorbitant prices. And the Radbaz even says, everybody knows that, that the Jews are willing to pay whatever the price in order to secure the release of people taken hostage. And the Radbaz concludes his response by saying, it is a mitzvah rabbah. He quotes the original position of the sages. It is a great mitzvah and therefore it is praiseworthy the way Jews act because they are following the tradition of being kind-hearted people. So this raises a question, my dear friends. It seems that that rule that's in the Mishnah, the people, the Jewish people, seems to have ignored that rule. And they have been willing to overpay, to pay exorbitant demands in order to secure the release of captives. This raises the question, do we have any cases that have been documented where someone said, no, let's not release the captive because the price is simply exorbitant? We'll have a look at that in the next episode. That's all for now. Until the next time, to the beat me drush. <laughs>